Hello and welcome to American RVer. This month we take you to Nova Scotia, Canada, where we spoke with Keith Ward, tour leader with the Camping and Caravanning Club of the UK. Keith was leading a group of RVers through Nova Scotia. We also found a unique family of six who are full-time RVers traveling for a year in North America. Finally, we install a tire monitoring product on our coach made by Mobile Awareness out of Solon, Ohio. We'll take you through step-by-step and also evaluate the system. Keep it here for American RVer. Fall brings us to beautiful Lunenburg, Nova Scotia. As Jim and I start our travels as full-time RVers, this is the first place we came to and we have truly enjoyed it. We're on a high bluff overlooking both the Lunenburg Bay and the back Lunenburg Bay. So you see the boats all day long. It's really beautiful. And we're at the Board of Trade Campground. One of the great things about being in a campground here is you meet people from all over literally the world. And Keith Ward is here. He's a tour leader from the UK with the Camping and Caravanning Club. Thanks for being on the show, Keith. Okay, (laughs) pleasure. Well, tell me about this camping club. How many people do you have traveling with you? How does all of that work? Well, on this particular tour to Nova Scotia this year, we have 13 rigs with us. Uh, That's a complement of 25 people. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a nice size group. It, it is actually, and uh, we really limit it to a maximum of 15 units. Okay. Now, Nova Scotia, you're here for how long? Uh, roughly, well, you've been here. Well, we're sort of coming to the end now. We have two days left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been here just over three weeks. Okay. Yeah. That's a nice amount of time in Nova Scotia. Oh, it is brilliant. This is our second year here. Is it your second year as a tour leader? Yes, second year tour leader. And uh, you find something new every time that you come. Mm-hmm. Now you've been up around the Cabot's Trail and yeah. seen the Rocky Bluffs, and yes. and now uh, you're down in the south, southern end of Nova uh, Scotia. That's yeah, where Lunenburg so. is. Yeah, yeah. Lunenburg. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've done a figure of eight of Nova Scotia. Okay. And uh, yeah, up at Cape Breton, it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. Great. Absolutely. Wonderful that you all caravan together. Now, do you have some of the same people that come all the time no. on these tours? They are different people every each time that we have the tour running. You were yeah. telling me earlier about this camping club that you have 600,000 members. That's right. Yeah. And mostly from the UK. All, well, mostly UK. Uh, a few people have joined from Europe. And uh, last year we met a couple of people who were from the States. Mm-hmm. How is it different camping in the UK versus camping in Nova Scotia? Uh, UK is the campgrounds are all level, all uniform. <laughs> okay, so uh, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have electricity and not always have water under pitches. Hmm. We don't have the, uh, the dump on the pitches, the full service pitches as, as most of the Canadians and Americans do. Mm-hmm. We have uh, in our units cassettes, what they call cassettes. And what's that? It's where the toilet would be and you have to go physically take the cassette and empty oh, it. Oh, okay, uh, right. Know. Now there's a big exchange rate difference in money and so it's actually more economical to come to the US or to Canada for you from the UK, isn't it? Yes. Uh, fuel is is a big concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always is with RVers. <laughs> well, yes, uh, and, and likewise in the UK. 
Um, the fuel over here is virtually half the price mm. as what we would pay in the UK. And especially with some of the rigs that we have that don't do uh, many miles to the gallon. Right. Uh, it's very economical to get around. Right. Now, do you find that you mainly just camp in the UK or do you go across the English Channel and camp in uh, the rest of Europe? Oh, we camp all over Europe. Mm. And uh, the club itself, we run what they call rallies throughout the winter, whereby people like ourselves, we personally do a rally in Spain. Oh, okay. And we are permanent on the campground in Spain from December through to the end of March. Oh, really? And then we get members that come out from the UK and they go to the various rallies that are running through Spain and Portugal in the winter. Oh, that sounds great. So that's yeah. your way to get out of the cold climate and get to yeah, someplace warmer. That, that's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess most people head for Florida, we head for Spain. Right, yeah. yes. And yeah. right on the coast, I would imagine. Yeah, right, right around the coast of Spain, uh, southern Spain, where mm -hmm. we get uh, the most sunshine. Mm -hmm. So now you have to take that RV and put it on a ferry and take that across yes, the English Channel. It, it's two ways that people can do it. They can either go across the Channel into France and travel down through France, into Spain, into Portugal. Mm -hmm. Or they can get onto the ferry in UK and sail to northern Spain. Oh, and so there's then, one that goes all the way around. Yeah, to northern Spain, mm -hmm. and then they travel down through northern Spain, either into Portugal or to the southern part of Spain. And do you find your camping club has members mainly from the UK, or you said you have members from all over? Yes, uh, from the... Uh, whilst we're running these rallies, we meet people from different nationalities, Germans, Italians, French, um, and what have you, and they get interested in what we're doing. And because of the club, we can negotiate good deals with the campgrounds mm -hmm. and get better rates. Yeah, than you can as an individual. As an individual. Absolutely. And uh, they look, because of their long term, out into Spain for three months of the year, every penny counts. Sure. So with the cost of joining the club at uh, about £30 a year... They it's can, not very much. No. They <laughs> can recoup that within their first uh, season of right. camping. Where's your next trip? Our next trip is out to Spain. Uh, okay. We're going out uh, a bit later this year. Normally we went out uh, just before Christmas last year. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have Christmas at home this year and then go out straight after the new year on the last sailing from Portsmouth to Bilbao in northern Spain. Oh, okay. So those ferries actually stop running. Yes, that will and be the, the last sailing. Right, okay. It comes out of service for a complete month for an overhaul. I see. Yeah. Great. Well, good. It was a pleasure to meet you, Keith. Yeah. And good luck with your travels. Yeah, you too. And uh, I wish you well and maybe we'll see each other again. Maybe. Along the road. Yeah. We'll be right back. Coming up next, we visit with a unique family of six who have chosen to see North America from a motorhome. Our viewers, listen up. Have you been wanting a new TV satellite system or that new Motosat internet uplink equipment? Cordell Sales and Service, based in Charlotte, North Carolina, is the premier satellite systems installer and repair center for the Southeast. Our mobile technicians do make house calls and will repair or install on site. Call Cordell at 704-264-9486 or email mohotogo at cs.com. 
connecting customers to satellites since 1995 with sales, parts, and service. Ever thought about traveling with your family in an RV? Well, we've come up with a family who is doing just that. They're homeschooling their children, taking a year, traveling around Canada and the United States. So we happened to meet them in Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, so we're glad to hear with us today. Um, this is Darren and Karen and Liam and Brendan and Michaela, and this is Sean Mulgrew, and they're from British Columbia, is that right? Alberta. From Alberta. Oh, I thought I heard you say BC earlier, so I thought that was British Columbia. That's where we'll end up, yeah. That's where you're going to end up. Okay. Probably, yeah. Well, tell me what led to your decision to go on the road full-time for a year, sell your house, pack everybody into an RV, and hit the road. Well, I robbed a bank and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your children are right here. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I sold my business in, in Edson, so we... <clears throat> We uh, decided we had to move because I signed an old no compete clause, no compete clause kind uh -huh. of thing. So we had to move. So we thought uh, we didn't know where we wanted to live. We hadn't seen most of Canada. We'd seen kind of the west. So mm -hmm. so we decided we would go on the road and see it all and see what we liked the best and yeah. see what other people did for a living and hey. see what see what I want and to be. And Karen, when I what did you think about that? Because obviously your children are not in school, so that means both of you needed to. Make sure that your children still had an education. We're going to get to you in just a second, Liam. I'm going to ask you a specific question. <laughs> well, we were always fumbling as to what we wanted to do after the business was sold. We just didn't have a clue. And uh, so we, we did. We put our heads together, and we both agreed to do this. And it was interesting and, and knowing that we were going to homeschool three different grades and right. we'd never done that before either and uh, we were just we were up for the challenge we really wanted to do this and and it's a change of our life really. right now who's learned more the kids or you guys <laughs> well, yes. well, yeah. most of this has been review for them i see <laughs> they're teaching us but was teaching us so fractions today. Oh, I see. And we know that Brendan's a fifth grader, so it's, it is a real challenge, That's isn't true. it? <laughs> Liam, I have a quick question for you. Are you ready? Now, I understand you have a webkin. Yep. Does your webkin have a name? It's Buddy. Buddy. Oh, you're going to do well in the South. I can't wait for you to come to North Carolina where everybody's named Buddy. Oh, no, don't. I was just teasing. Okay. Liam, now I have a question for your fifth grade brother. Can you pass the microphone on to him? Brendan, you're a fifth grader in Canada. What are you teaching your mom and dad? I don't know. You don't know? Now, we heard you're learning fractions because Michaela's been working on fraction. What, where are you at in math? Multiplication. Okay. And what do you like best about traveling in the RV? You get to see a lot of cool stuff. And, like, we went and saw Niagara Falls and all that. Oh, yeah. Because you traveled from west to east across Canada, right? Yeah. Let's ask uh, Michaela a question. Here, you want me to hold that? Or Michaela, I think you can probably hold that yourself. Um, I know that you have a couple of computers over there. Do you find that you do most of your work online or using the computer? Um, I do some on a disk. I do my math on a disk. Mm -hmm. And the rest I have books for. Okay. And how do you like living in an RV with all three brothers? It's pretty cool. Is it? Yeah. And we saw your bedroom area. You guys have a loft area for your beds? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. I thought you would pick um, being out here for your bed. 
I was there at the beginning, but then I traded with Sean. And oh, then, okay. Yeah. And I went up there, and then and then I went up there, and then Brendan went down there. So the boys have been switching around, Brendan. Now your bed is right here where you're sitting, right? Or is it the sofa over here? Okay. It's a pull-out bed. Oh, okay. Well, it's probably more comfortable, actually. Is it? Well, kind of, but... <laughs> Yeah, let's not do the microphone right in his face. Okay, Sean, what do you want to tell me? Uh, I don't know. Do you love traveling in the RV? No, not love, but it's okay. <laughs> now you're getting ready to go down um, through the rest of Canada and down into the United States. Is there any place that you really, really want to see? Um, not really. You're just looking forward to the next, the next travel adventure. Yeah. Okay, i got to ask this question. Let me pass that back to your mom. Uh, Karen, where do you put all your stuff? You know, most RVs are designed for maybe two people, and yet you have six. So how did you manage that? Well, um, we found there's quite a bit of storage inside. Um, there's not any storage the way ours is designed. There isn't any storage on the outside. So we have... Um, I really downsized a lot for the kitchen stuff, only brought what exactly I would always cook with. And um, clothing, we had to, I got the kids to only bring enough to suffice maybe 10 days worth of changes, because we don't have dressers. Mm -hmm. And um, same with ourselves, we had to download our, downsize our clothing. Um, and. There's actually quite a bit of storage for um, for everything. I the big the best thing of my RV is I have a double fridge, so that was that was great. That was one thing that I really needed for our size of family. And so you find that when you're cooking or buying food, you basically buy enough for this period of time, and then when you move on to the next destination, you yeah just do a little bit yeah. at a time. So yeah, yeah. There's not a whole lot of room for all that, which is fine because you find you have the time to go to the store every few days. <laughs> right, right. And so, so you do your homeschooling in the morning, and then you do some kind of trip or adventure in the afternoon. Is that still part of the homeschooling? So it's a learning experience for all of you. That's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's usually how it works. If it's if it's horrible weather, we'll do a whole day of homeschooling, and if it's really nice, we'll go out in a day and do some homeschool in the evening. It's it's fairly flexible. Well, you both, you all seem very good in very good shape. I know you have a canoe and you've got bicycles, so you must be a very active family as well as a very studious family. <laughs> trying to be. <laughs> yeah, we try. Part of the homeschool is they have to do physical activity as well, so that we've always been into hockey, swimming, soccer, everything at home anyway, so we, we try and keep that up. And, and so there still is a network of homeschools, even though you're on the road, that you still maintain a connection to on the road? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all online. We have an online thing. Teachers are online. If we have questions, we have um, uh, a weekly, um, what is it? It's almost like a conference call that um, we do with Michaela's grade. And um, then if we have anything, we have to email work back to them. We scan it and email it. Most of the time they want it faxed, but we don't have a fax machine, mm -hmm. so we just email it, Sure, which works as well. Darren, what do you see happening after your year's over? Well, it's going to be hard sure getting yet. back to a real life, that's for sure. <laughs> it's, you know, it is such a laid-back, easy-going lifestyle. It'll be hard getting back to work and just be, yeah. be very strange yeah. getting back into the real world. 
Thank you guys for being with us today. I appreciate it and giving people a little insight on what it's like traveling with family and going to school on the road and seeing all these different new places. And uh, thank you for joining us. We'll be back in just a minute. Finally on American RVer, I evaluate a tire monitoring system by Mobile Awareness, new to the RV market. Stay with us. We build fun products for uh, great, great people. Great new ideas, great new ways of doing things. If you buy a Monaco product, no matter which one of our brands it is, I guarantee you, you'll be taken good care of because that's the assurance that all of our owners have. Hi, welcome to this product segment on American RVer. I'm Jim Gritch, and today we've got an interesting product for you. And I know you've uh, heard a lot about tires and monitoring your tires for tire pressure and heat and making sure that they're filled with air. And uh, we've got a really neat new product that's out. And um, it's made by Mobile Awareness, and they're folks that are out of Solon, Ohio. And they have an interesting thing called a tire pressure monitoring system. It's a TPMS. And the one we've got here that we're going to be evaluating today is called the TPMS 10. Uh, stands for being able to monitor 10 tires. And of course, on our RV, we have six tires on the RV. And then we have a towed vehicle, which has four tires, hence the 10 monitoring system. So what we have here, it's a, a neat little arrangement. Um, these in particular, they go on the valve stem and when you put them on the valve stem, most of the other tire monitoring systems do not have the capability of allowing you to fill up your tires with air by leaving these on the, the leaving the transmitters on the valve. Well, these do. They actually have a cap. They have a, uh, a way to um, bypass the valve and you're able to then put air in as well. So you don't have to take the old transmitter off like the other systems that are out there. This one actually allows you to fill up your tires, leave this transmitter on, and everything is really easy. And um, the other thing that's neat about this particular system is that with other systems you can only monitor high and low tire pressure. With this particular system, which as I said is new to the market, you can actually do uh, high and low tire pressure as well as the amount of heat that the tire is generating. So it'll give you a readout of the heat for each individual tire and of course you can set the high and low amount of heat and the high and low amount of uh, tire pressure on the monitor. So it's really a great system and um, it's packaged real well. It comes with 10, in this particular case, 10 individual transmitters, which are the units that go on the valve stems. It also has a receiver, which I'm holding in my hand, and you can have a small antenna that goes on this receiver, which is this little antenna, or, and you can also hook in a secondary bigger antenna, and that antenna allows you to mount the, the antenna system outside your RV underneath so that it uh, has a capability of picking up all the sensors better and also your towed vehicle sensors. So this is real important and all the mounting hardware is with this. Um, 
Something that's also unique is you also get your extenders for your valves for all your tires, which most systems do not provide, but yet uh, this company does provide it. And uh, Mobile Awareness is very big into safety and they give you every little <laughs> nook and cranny, everything you need <laughs> to make this thing happen and for ease of install on your vehicle. Since we're running short on time this month, I'll continue with the Mobile Awareness Tire Monitor System install next month. It's definitely worth waiting for. See you then on another edition of American RVer.